2: Hi guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks on UniTherapy. My name is Kat, and I'm the host. And if you're new, Couch Talks is the special bonus episode of UniTherapy where I answer questions that you guys, the listeners, send to me, and you can send those to katherine at unitherapypodcast.com. You can email them straight to me, and if it's something I feel like I can answer, hopefully one day I can get to your question on the show. And I also keep them anonymous. So you don't have to worry about any of that. You can feel safe sending in your question. And most likely somebody has a similar question that you might be grappling with. It's like, you know, like elementary school or I guess any school where people are like, more than one person is wondering that same thing, but somebody has to be courageous enough to ask it. That's kind of what this is sometimes. And this feels like sometimes to people. So I always like to thank the people that feel and choose to grab on to the courage that they feel to ask the question because it is a vulnerable thing and you know this podcast is talking about a lot of vulnerable stuff it's literally the whole thing is about vulnerable topics so I I just want to say thank you to you guys also before we get into the question that we're going to talk about today quick reminder that yeah I'm a therapist but this doesn't get to be and can't be therapy in its own right so might lead you there but this is not a therapy session Okay, so let's get to the question today. Now, there's a question that I chose to answer today and I, I because I wanna address it, but I'm gonna kind of give you the gist of it because like I said, I keep these anonymous. It's also nice to keep some of the details out as well sometimes because I never want to exploit someone's story. And now I, I know most people won't know who it is, but I sometimes just don't even want people to like, feel like, oh, somebody might know that was me. I personally felt protective of this question, but I wanted to address it. So I'm leaving out some of the details, but I'm only telling you that because unless someone tells me not to share something, I also assume that you don't mind me reading the entire email. So keep that in mind. If you do share some details that you want to, me to keep private or you wouldn't want me to share on the actual podcast let me know this person didn't say that I just felt protective and I wanted to keep some of it out so this listener sent an email that talked about a night that she drank a lot Uh, Mind it was entirely too much and she had to be put to bed and kind of taken to bed by her husband who was visibly upset about it especially um, the next day and then the next day a couple people also made comments to her about how much she drank Now, I want to read a little excerpt from her email, and this is actually her speaking, and she says, Even now, I don't think I will ever be able to let go of the shame I felt about that night. It will forever taint the memory of that day for me. While in therapy, it was helpful to recognize and understand the feeling of shame, but now I still don't understand how to work on letting go of it. How do you move past the shame and forgive yourself? What are ways to start healing? I felt like my therapist wasn't helpful enough at the time, and I stopped going. Should I start again? Okay, I will say, yes, I think therapy could really help with this. Now, is your therapist that you're seeing the right therapist? I don't know, maybe it would be helpful to talk to her about the fact that it felt like it wasn't helpful at the time and and why that was because sometimes uh, we want healing to go faster than it really can. So I can't be the one that says, should you go back to that therapist or not or what you should do? But I do think therapy is something that's very helpful with the reduction and healing of shame. And that's because just talking about it with a human face-to-face takes away some of the shame's power. Shame is a feeling that grows and breeds off of silence and secrecy. And when we remove those two things, it loses the ability to thrive. Which now this is a good time for me to talk about the difference between healthy shame, toxic shame, and guilt. And I actually have a whole episode on this from last year that I did with uh, my friend and another therapist, another licensed therapist, Cami Pride. So you can um, look at that. I think it's titled toxic shame. You can just Google Unitherapy shame and it will pop up. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code need at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you you need therapy after you check out.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: So healthy shame. I know some people are like, shame is bad. Shame is bad. Shame is a feeling and all feelings are, they're not good or bad. Um, they might not feel good, but it doesn't mean it's its a bad feeling. Like hurt doesn't feel good. doesn't mean it's a bad feeling. Fear doesn't feel good. Doesn't mean it's a bad feeling. Anger doesn't feel good a lot of the times, but doesn't mean it's a bad feeling. It just is. Feelings are not good or bad. So healthy shame helps us live into cultural norms that are not Forms of oppression. Like we wouldn't want to live into those. But an example of this is like wearing clothes, right? So if I didn't feel shame, then I would be walking around naked. And, you know, I don't know, maybe you could argue that we should be able to do that. I am not going to argue that because I am very happy that we wear clothing personally. But what I'm saying is it helps us align with what feels true and right when it comes to like who we are. Now, toxic shame is something that pops up and says, I am bad, right? that's very different than this like healthy form of shame so toxic shame is something that sends us the message i'm a bad person like the essence of me is bad it keeps us really stuck and it it sends us the message that we are inherently just like not good where the difference between that and guilt is guilt says i did something bad okay well that's okay like guilt just signals behavior that doesn't align with the things we want to do like I love guilt and I don't like to feel it. Like, I don't think it feels good. Just like I said earlier, but I like that I feel it. And I like that. I know people who feel it because what it also is, it's a great indicator that we're not sociopaths, right? Like, so it sends us the message that we have the capacity for empathy and healthy guilt and shame or the lack of it helps us also align with people who we fit best with right so the things that we feel healthy shame and and guilt around or we don't help us figure out what our our value system is and then it helps us figure out what kind of people do we want to be around so the presence of it helps you identify kind of like what you believe and and what you don't believe and what feels right and what feels wrong to you so again i mean just repeat that like toxic shame says I am bad while guilt says I did something bad or wrong so it sounds like you had a lot of I am bad I'm a bad person and I'm I'm actually assuming this this didn't say that in the email but a lot of feelings about like I am a bad person I can't believe I did this I'll never be able to forgive myself like xyz and I think a lot of people listening can probably identify with moments where we've said that to ourselves of like I'll never be able to forgive myself I don't want to be seen like I don't want to talk to anybody like oh my gosh, what are people thinking about me? Like all of this, no room for grace, none of that. And I get that in the the initial like response to something, but if we really sit with those feelings and in that experience, and then we give some time and then maybe we speak about it with somebody, we can transform and shift that like toxic shame into maybe a healthy form of shame that might help us not behave in a way that doesn't fit with us again, or align in a way that doesn't fit with us again, or we can help shift it into this, healthy guilt that says hey that wasn't you and that behavior doesn't really align with you but that wasn't you you did something that like you don't really want to do again so let's look at why did you do that how did it get to the point that it did was that just an innocent mistake like do we need to offer ourselves some grace here and like it's not maybe we're not saying it's okay you did that we're saying yeah we don't want to do that again but we're also not going to keep ourselves in a prison because we made that mistake one or two times maybe even three times so All this to say, healing shame starts with talking about it and talking about with safe people. So a therapist or a loved one or a really good friend, family member, somebody who you know can see you separate from individual behaviors that you might have done or participated in. Again, we've all experienced shame. It's It's one of the emotions that we kind of are born having access to. And a lot of us have experienced what you are talking about here. So I'm gonna go ahead and be in this with you and say I've also had moments where I've had such strong feelings of ick after I've done things and I've behaved in ways that I thought I'd never be able to forgive myself for either and there are some things that I'm still upset with myself over and at the same time, I know that they are behaviors and they're not the essence of who I am and that is huge. That is a huge shame releaser saying to yourself that was a behavior. That was a thing I did that is not the essence of who I am, and one behavior does not dictate the rest of me. One behavior does not dictate the rest of me and the rest of my life, especially if you have feelings of remorse over it, right? Because I guess I'd get like, that's who you are if you were like, yeah, there's no big deal, so what I did that, like okay, that's who they are. But The fact that we're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. It's like, oh, okay, well that obviously doesn't align with you, and that's not you. So. I want to encourage you to, yeah, like go back to therapy if it's something that you can have access to and and participate in. Like, if that's something that you can do, like I really encourage you to go back and have some conversations and dive into some of that stuff. And if therapy is not a resource that um, some of you listening to have, then go to people that you trust and love. I think also with this is, yes, speaking and telling our story and and releasing silence and secrecy helps release shame. But that doesn't mean we have to tell every detail of our story to every person in the world. We can feel feelings of release from shame from even just telling one person. We don't have to go on national TV and tell our story to release shame because that sometimes can feel like somewhat like exploitive and maybe not authentic sometimes for for people. But when we're connecting one on one with somebody and we're saying, "Hey, I know you're seeing me and hearing me," and we're having this like intimate moment that can be a bigger release than sharing it with like a large group of people. So it's quality, not quantity, what I'm trying to say there. So I hope that was helpful to you, um, the listener that sent that in. And again, I wanted to empathize with you because I know what that feels like. And it's a tough experience to, to sit in. It's, it really is tough. And I don't like that we have to go through kind of those things. But at the same time, it does help us live deeper and, and become deeper into who we truly want to be and know as ourselves. So I hope that was helpful and I hope that some of the people that have had similar experiences but maybe haven't sent that question in got a little something out of that. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for sending in your questions. It means a lot that you trust me with parts of your story. So thank you. I hope you have the day you need to have. And I will talk to you on Monday, get excited because Monday I'm going to share my findings and my feelings about the Instagram experiment that I did where I unfollowed everybody and I'm just now getting back to following certain people back, and I'm back in the game seeing what people are doing with their lives, and I'm going to share with you what I found um, throughout that and what that felt like and kind of what I'm making of it. So stay tuned for Monday's episode, and again, have the day you need to have. I will talk to you guys soon.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
1: Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.